Thank you for inquiring this message. We hope that this prophetic message inspired by the Holy Spirit ministers to you and empowers you in your walk with Christ. Hallelujah. Woo! My, my, my. Brother Val, good to see you. We have a special guest with us here today, all the way from Santa Maria. Sister Olivia Nevis from uh, Santa Maria, amen. Uh, why don't you guys stand up, you and your daughters, real quick. Amen, amen. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. I love going to Santa Maria. So beautiful out there when I go preach and the people are so good to us. Pastors are so good to us. That's one church I love going to. They treat you right and top notch. Come back with new shoes. They give me all the goodies I like to eat. They put us up in a nice room. Man. We should set a date before you leave. <laughs> no, just go back and let your pastors know I said all that. <laughs> amen, amen. Uh, Apostle Eddie's mom and uh, a brother actually pastor that church. They've been out there for 30-something years, right? 30-something years they've been out there. Hallelujah. So, amen. What a blessing. Today's communion, amen. So we're going to partake uh, of the body and of the blood today, amen, and uh, also, I'm going to pray for a young man uh, back there, uh, Fabian. He's leaving to the Marines next week. Amen. So, so we're going we're gonna, to uh, pray for him also. Amen. So, so we want to get right into the word. You have your notes today. It's called uh, Let's Not Forget the Covenant. Amen? Amen. Let's not forget our covenant. Let's not forget the promise, the pledge, and the agreement that God has made with us. Amen. Many of us break that contract. Many of us break that covenant. We break that agreement. Amen. Say amen with me. Amen. The covenant. Say the covenant. the covenant. The covenant is a promise. It's a pledge. It's an agreement. Amen. And since we're doing communion today, I felt led by the spirit of God to just share a little bit on the covenant. Amen. If you missed Friday, amen. See uh, Myra. Uh, she's got the notes. Amen. I started a new series called No More Holes or Flaws in the Armor. Amen. Too many of us walking around with holes in our armor, giving place to the enemy. So you don't want to miss that either. Amen. Okay, let's go to Genesis chapter 6, starting with verse 8. Amen. We're going to look at the very first covenant, the very first promise and pledge, the first agreement that God ever made on the face of the earth. The, the, the first agreement, the first pledge, the first promise that God ever made with man. Amen. And it starts in Genesis. We know the story. Amen. It says, but Noah found grace or favor in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. Say amen. amen. Man, that, that, that right there is a powerful statement for God to say that I have found favor in you, Val. I have found favor, Tony, in you. Amen. That is a powerful statement for God to say when he finds a man or a woman that he can say that God has found favor in you. Amen. He says this is the history of the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man. Say just. Noah was a just man. Amen. He was a righteous man. He was blameless. Amen. 
Ooh, all those things. That's why he found favor with God. That's why he found favor with God. Amen? Because he was a just man. He was a righteous man. He was blameless in his evil generation. Noah walked. Why? How? Why? How, how was he this kind of man? He walked habitually in fellowship with God. Amen? habitually in fellowship with God. He just didn't come to God when he needed something. He walked with God continually, habitually. Every part of Noah's life was with God. Amen. He walked with God. He talked with God. He was righteous. He was blameless. He found favor with God because that word he uses in habitual fellowship with God. Amen. Ooh, that's a good place to be with God, is that you know that you need him day and night. When you sleep, you need God. When you wake up, you need God. On your way to work, you need God. Amen? Your family needs God. Your children need God. The grandchildren need God. You habitually, in your mind, in your heart, you know that I need God, that I can't do this day without God, that I can't go another step without God. Amen? It's a hunger and a thirst and a desire for a habitual fellowship with the living God. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Next scripture, please. And Noah became the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth was deprived and putrid in God's sight. And the land was filled with violence, desecration, infringement, outrage, assault, and lust for power. Isn't that what we're seeing today? Do you know that God to this very day is still looking? For a man that he can find favor in. Amen. He finds a lot of us going to church and a lot of us doing the best we can. But he's really looking for someone who can be blameless and righteous and against evil and in in, in, uh, injustice. Amen. He's still looking for those today so that he can find favor in that man. He can find favor in that group of people so that he can begin to move on the face of the earth. Amen. He says, and God looked upon the world and he saw how degenerate, how debased and how vicious it was. Amen. Man, what do you think God thinks of the world now? Amen. God is still looking for a man or a woman that he can find favor in. He's still looking for someone that would habitually be in fellowship with him. He's still looking for someone that would put everything else aside and focus on God and God alone. Notice what he says. He says, and God looked upon the world and he saw how degenerate, how debased and vicious it was. For all humanity, all humanity had corrupted their way upon the earth and lost their true direction. Doesn't that seem like what we're living in now? That man has lost his true, true direction in life? That we've lost clarity to what it's about to have brotherly love? What it's about to love one another? We have lost clear direction, amen? Chasing the mighty dollar instead of chasing after God, amen? Putting other things first before God. We don't look at it that way because we think, God. oh, well, God's in my heart. How many of you know actions are louder than words? Actions are louder than words. And he looked upon the world and notice what God found. He found a degenerate. He found a debased and vicious it was. For all humanity, amen, all humanity had corrupted their way upon the earth and lost their true direction. That's a sad, sad sight for God to have to look down upon the world and say, they are degenerate, they are debased, they are vicious, they are violent, they have lost their direction. Amen? 
That's not a good place for us to be. We need to examine our lives today because as we get into this, I want you to understand we have a covenant with God. We have an agreement and a pledge with God. When you gave your life to him, you entered into a covenant. You entered into agreement. It isn't a, it, it isn't a debate. It isn't let's have a board meeting and decide. You made a covenant with God. In Deuteronomy 28, it talks about the curses of, 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 of disobedience and the blessings of obedience. And we as a people, as a degenerate world, the world in, in all of its vicious and anger and everything else that it has, we have lost our agreement. We have lost our covenant with God. But God here in his very first promise, in his very first agreement, his very first covenant that he makes with man, he makes it with someone that he found favor in. He makes it with someone that he sees that is blameless and habitually is in fellowship with God and he lets him know now what he's about to do he says I'm about to make a covenant with you I'm about to do something to the world and to the earth but I'm going to make a covenant with you I'm going to make an agreement with you we're going to have a pledge together and God, how many of you know God never breaks his covenant amen. we break our covenant say amen that's something the world does all the time. Amen? All the time. He says, and God said to Noah, I intend to make an end of all flesh. For through man, the land is filled with violence. And behold, I will destroy them and the land. But I will confirm my covenant with you. And who else? His descendants. See, when we make a covenant, it covers our descendants, it covers, covers our children, it covers our family. Our families are counting on us. Amen? This is, a, this is a covenant that he makes with the descendants from generation to generation. He begins to let him know now that this is a covenant that I, that's going to cover you and your descendants after you. From generation to generation. This is an everlasting, say everlasting. everlasting. Listen, this is an everlasting. We don't know what everlasting is anymore. Marriage is supposed to be forever. I know people on the third and fourth. We break, we break covenants like we change chonies. <laughs> be honest. Let's be honest. Amen? We don't understand covenant anymore. One day I love you, the next day I hate you. I don't need you. I'm gone. Amen? Oh, pastor, I'm going to be with you forever. Till something better comes along. Till there's more money involved. When a friend is nicer than you are. That's a covenant. I thought we made a covenant. God makes a covenant with us. He makes a pledge. He makes an agreement. And he doesn't break them. God never, ever has broken a covenant. God has never, ever broken an agreement. If God said it, he'll do it. You can take it to the bank. You don't have to worry about him getting mad. You don't have to worry about you messing up and him trying to break the covenant. He will not break his covenant no matter what. It is an everlasting covenant. And I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you. That is settled. Say amen. It's settled. It has been ratified. It's settled. If God said it, he'll do it. 
We don't have to fear that he'll take it back. We don't have to fear that we've messed up so bad that he don't care about us anymore. God will never, ever break his covenant. It is an everlasting covenant. It's us that walk away from him. Notice what he says. And I will give the entire land of Canaan where you now live as a foreigner to you and your descendants. And it will be their possession forever. And I will be their God. Don't we serve a good God? Amen. We serve a good God. And God said to Abraham. Did we do 18 through 22 on the first one? You're going ahead of me. You want to preach or what? <laughs> okay, let's go to 13 then. 13 to 18. Are you sure? It's only a test. There we go. Back on track. Rewind. <laughs> Amen. Are you still with me, though? Yes. We're talking about covenant. Because the bread and the juice represent covenant. They represent an agreement. That's why Jesus said, for as often as you do this, you do this in remembrance of my death. He's saying, remember the covenant. Don't forget the covenant. See, he had to leave us something to remember the covenant. Because we forget the covenant, we forget the agreement, we forget the promise. He'll never forget it, but we do. So he says, as often as you come together, do this in my remembrance. Remember that I died for you. Remember that I shed the blood. Remember that I made a covenant with you. Remember that we have a pledge, we have an agreement, and I will not let you down. Amen? Amen? So we thank God for that. He said, and God said to Noah, I intend to make an end of all flesh. For through men the land is filled with violence, and behold, I will destroy them and the land. Amen. Okay, go to the next one then. Anyway, on your notes, the first covenant sign was the rainbow. Amen. Say the rainbow. The rainbow was the first sign. Listen, every time he makes a covenant, he gives us a sign. Every time he makes an agreement with you, he'll give you a sign. The first sign of the very first covenant was the rainbow. He destroyed all the earth and flooded the earth, but yet he left the rainbow as a promise, as an agreement to say, I'll never flood the earth again. Amen. God always gives us signs. So we have, have to be uh, uh, in a place where we understand the sign. What is the sign, Lord, that you're giving me of this covenant, of this promise, of this agreement that we have? Amen. And then he left us with the juice. He left us with the blood. He left us with the body. And amen. He's giving us another sign. Amen. Let's go to Genesis 17, verse 7. He says, and I will confirm. He's speaking to Abraham now. I will confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you. From generation to generation, this is an everlasting. Say everlasting. everlasting. And I will always be your God. Amen. Say always. always. Listen, there's nothing you can do that he'll never, he'll stop loving you. There's nothing you can do that he would break his covenant. Amen. He'll never break his covenant. He'll never not love you. He says, I will have an everlasting covenant. I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you. Amen. Isn't that good news? That he'll always be our God? That he'll always be there for me? 
then no matter which way I turn, I know God will be there for me. Then no matter what I've done or how low I've gotten, amen, I know that God will be there for me. Amen. Next verse. He says, and I will give the entire land of Canaan. We read all that, didn't we? Let's go to the next one. And then God said to Abraham, your responsibility. This is the part I want you to see. Your responsibility. There's a responsibility to a covenant. Amen. You ever seen two people get married and they say their vows to each other? I promise to love you. I promise to, to, to be kind to you. And I promise to do. This. Now you say, I promise to love you. You're making a covenant. You're making an agreement. Now there's a responsibility in that covenant. You don't just say it. There's a responsibility now. Amen. Say amen. I'll tell my wife some things sometimes and she'll say, yeah, don't you ever forget it. I said, man, I love you with all my heart. She says, yeah, and don't you ever forget it. I said, no matter what you no matter what you'll ever do to me or whatever, it don't matter. I'll always love you. OK, don't you ever forget it. Amen. Because we made an agreement. And now I have a responsibility is to obey the terms of that agreement, that covenant, that pledge. Amen. Say responsibility. Notice what he did. He told Abraham, he said, and God said to Abraham, your responsibility now. Your responsibility now. You have a responsibility. You have a responsibility now. There's terms now to this covenant. There's terms now to this agreement. Amen? There are terms to that. You go buy a house, you, you're actually signing a covenant. You go buy a new car, you're signing a covenant. You're signing an agreement. The minute you don't make those payments, guess what happens? You, you broke the covenant. We're coming to pick up that car. Amen? You broke the covenant. We're coming to repossess our house. Well, I thought it was my house. It ain't your house. But you have a responsibility now. There's a covenant. And I think we forget that as, as, as people of God, we forget that we have a responsibility. You know that we have a responsibility to one another, to love one another? We have a responsibility to care for one another? We have a responsibility that, that when one brother hurts, we all hurt. We have a responsibility in this covenant that when one, one rejoices, we all rejoice. We don't get mad because Stella got a new car. We rejoice. We get excited. Amen. Kiana got a car. We get excited. We rejoice. Alyssa got a car. Man, rejoice. Get excited. Amen. Not, I don't know why I haven't got a car. No, that's our covenant to rejoice with one another, to hurt when the other one hurt, to uplift each other. That's part of the agreement. He says the world will know you by your love for one another. That's the covenant we've entered into. That's the promise in the agreement. And that's our responsibility that no matter how you treat me, no matter how you treat others, we've got to love one another. It's an agreement. It's part of the responsibility. He says your responsibility is to obey the terms. Say the terms. See, we forget there are terms to this blood covenant. There are terms to that. When you take this bread today and drink this cup, there are some terms to that responsibility of that covenant. There's some terms. We just pop a cracker and drink some juice. There's some terms involved here. There's some obedience that needs to take place. There's an agreement that we're saying to one another. Amen? Not because you got me mad I'm leaving now. 
Say amen. amen. I'm telling you, we break covenants like that all the time, and we wonder why we keep suffering, why we keep hurting, why we keep not financially getting to where we need to be, why things are not going right, why things are not happening. Because one month you pay your tithes, and next month you don't. As long as everything is okay, I'll pay my tithe. But, you know, got to go here, got to do this, got kids, got this, got that. So we just leave God out. And that's why financially you're going to begin to see the ruin of that sooner or later. You might not see it now, but it'll come because there are terms to a covenant. Read Deuteronomy 28. You can never be cursed unless you break the covenant. He says, if you obey, you will be blessed. If you disobey, you will be cursed. Amen. There are terms to that, and I'm just bringing this up because I don't need your money. I'm just saying, man, don't, don't, don't you want to have everything you need? Don't you want your kids to have everything you need without robbing God? Because there's terms. It's like trying to drive that new car, and you're five months behind. All cool. And you know you're five months behind. Don't worry, the repo man's looking for you. You're hiding at Cousin Joey's house or, or, or Cousin Priscilla's house in their, in their garage or something because you know he's after you. Say amen. That's, that's because you broke the terms to the covenant, so now you got to hide it. Oh, well, I'll pay him as soon as I catch up. It's, it's the same thing. It's a covenant. It's a covenant. It's one of the holes in our armor. When we break that covenant, it's a hole in the armor. Remember what I said Friday, you give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. You make one little hole in your righteousness, in your, in your shield, uh, your breastplate of righteousness, and he'll come in. He'll try to discredit you. He'll try to ruin your character. He'll try to come against you because you made a hole in that breastplate of righteousness. You were supposed to be upright. You were supposed to be living the way God called us to live. But somehow we let the enemy in and now he's making a mockery of us. Please hear me this morning. I'm going to end right now. I'm not going to take. That's why I give you notes because I might not finish the whole thing. But I just want you to know there are terms. And when you break the terms... The devil doesn't come, God doesn't come and hit you with a hammer because you broke the covenant. All you've done now is open up the door for the enemy to come in. And God say, man, I love you, I want you, but you broke the terms and now he's come in. He's got a legal right now to come in. He's got a legal right now to come in because he put his foot in the door and now he's in. Are you listening to me? It's a covenant, church. We're not here just to drink some juice. We're not here just to pop some cracker in our mouth. This is an understanding that I have a covenant with God, and I do all my very best to not break that covenant. Because it curses my whole family. It curses everybody around me. If I was to break the covenant, it would even bring a curse to the church. Are you listening to me? Because there's an agreement. Look at it as buying a house. Look at it as buying a new car and don't make the payments anymore and see what happens. They'll be looking for you. Amen? We can't get away from the covenant because when you gave your life to him and said you wanted to be forgiven so you can go to heaven, he says, good, then we got an agreement now. You do your part and I'll do my part. And he'll never let you down. Amen? I'll be your God and you'll be my people. It's an everlasting covenant. So whatever you need, you go in there and you ask in the name of my son Jesus and I'll give it to you. Where two or three of you are gathered, I'll be in the midst. Two of you touching anything in agreement, I'll bless you with it. Amen? 
The prayers of a righteous man will avail much. I hear your cry. I hear your prayer. I will answer you. Why? Because we're in an agreement. We're in a covenant. Amen? And God always keeps his covenant. God always keeps his promise. And he tells Abraham, your responsibility is to obey. That's it. Just obey the terms of the covenant. Amen? Go in there and buy that fancy car. You all excited. Amen? Let me sign. Let me sign. Where, where do I sign? Man, been in here for five hours. Let me just sign. Man, thought I was buying a car, not a mansion. Man, you're in there for hours, man, trying to get this new car. Why? Because you got to read the terms. How many of you ever really read them? How many of you ever really read them? There's so many pages. Oh, man. Uh, initial here, initial here, and sign here. You're off. Man, give me the keys. Come on. And then we forget about the agreement. Oh, honey, didn't he say the payment was due on the first? Oh, man. There goes one month. There goes two months. There goes three months. There goes four months. I lost my job. You know, they don't care if you lost your job or not. You don't understand. I lost my job. My company had been there for 20 years and they closed the doors. Ain't got nothing to do with me. We made a covenant. Remember, you were so in a hurry to sign. That car is yours now. Make the payments or it becomes mine again. That's why he told Abraham, listen, your only responsibility is to obey the terms of the covenant. Remember the agreement we had. Remember the agreement we had. So that you could be blessed. Say amen. amen. He said, and all, and all your descendants have this continual responsibility. Woo, he's talking about all the descendants now. Abraham made an agreement, and he says, now all your descendants got to obey now. Now all your descendants got this responsibility. Thank you, Abraham. Amen? Are you still with me? Here's the, here's the next sign of this next covenant. Circumcised. Circumcision was the sign for Abraham. Noah had the rainbow. Abraham had the circumcision. A cutting away of the flesh. We're going to make this covenant, and we're going to come into an agreement, but we got to cut some skin right now. That was the sign. It had to happen. Amen? And everybody after him, every male after him had to be circumcised. It was all part of the agreement. Say amen. amen. Woo, he's making agreements with us that we don't want to keep. He's made some terms for us so that we could be blessed. He's made some, some agreements with us that if we're going to be blessed, we got to keep it. Amen? Are you still with me? He said, this is the covenant that you and your descendants must keep. Say, must keep. Each male among you must be circumcised. Poor kid, he didn't even know the, he didn't even know the terms of the covenant. He's born and come here, Gutty, we got to cut you up. Because that, that, that was the sign. And if we we're to keep the covenant, then we got to keep the agreement of those terms going. Amen? Poor kid didn't even know. He was just born into it. Like a lot of us, we don't know. We just got born again, and now we're like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't know. I didn't know I had to pay tithe. I didn't know I had to do this. I didn't know I had to do that. Yeah, because nobody told you that there was an agreement. You came in an agreement. You just thought you were just getting delivered from drugs, and you thought you were just buying a ticket to heaven or something. But God said, no, wait a minute. You, th th there's some terms, and I think we've lacked on as a church sometimes, if re relaying the terms of a covenant to the people. 
Amen? We forget that there's an agreement that we made with him when you gave your life to him. We forget now that we have to be responsible now to keep the terms of that agreement so that I can stay blessed. Amen? amen. Say amen. amen. Notice what he says now. He says, you must cut off the flesh of your foreskin as a sign. Say a sign. It's a sign. This was the sign for Abraham in his covenant between me and you. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's go. Let's, uh, Shanita, let's go down to Luke 22. Let's skip here. Are you with me? He says, for I will not drink wine again until the kingdom of God has come. Now we're going into a new covenant. Say new covenant. New covenant, praise God, we don't need to cut it under your skin. <laughs> Amen? But there will be some cutting away of the flesh, though. Hello. Amen? That's part of the covenant. There's still a cutting away of the flesh that has to take place. But in this new covenant, it's cutting the flesh away from the heart. Say amen. He says he took some bread. Amen. We got bread up here. He took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it. And then he broke it into pieces and he gave it to his disciples saying, this is my body. This is my body. This is now the new covenant sign. Amen. Because uh, Noah was a rainbow. Abraham was the cutting of the flesh. And then when he came to Jesus, he gave us this sign, which is the body and the blood or the blood of Jesus Christ becomes the sign of the new covenant. Amen. How many of you know you're in a new covenant right now? It's better than the old. Amen. He promised Noah he wouldn't destroy the earth. So we don't have to worry about that because God keeps his promises. Even though I bet he looks down right now and says, man, you guys are worse than Noah's day. You guys are worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. But because I made a promise. I'm not going to destroy. Amen. Thank God that when he keeps makes a promise, he keeps it. So he takes some of the bread and he gave thanks to God for it. And then he broke it into pieces. He gave it to his disciples saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this to remember me. This is a sign so that we will remember him and what he's done for us. He says, after supper, he took another cup of wine and he said, this cup is the new covenant. Say new covenant. It's a new covenant between God and his people and an agreement and an agreement. Please hear that this morning in your spirit. It's an agreement. It's not if you got it or don't got it. It's not if should I or shouldn't I. It's not if I want to or don't want to. It's a covenant. And we open the door to the enemy. Are you listening to me? God doesn't punish you because you don't give your tithe. All you've done is open the door to the enemy. Oh, you didn't pay your tithes. I'm going to punish you now. No, God doesn't do that. He says, I have a covenant with you. You obey, you're blessed. You disobey, then you've opened the door to the enemy. Amen. How many of you understand that? He's not sitting up there with a big hammer ready to clobber us. Amen. But what happens is we open the door to the enemy. And even though things may be going good now, the enemy's already got something going for you later on. Say amen. It's very important that we keep the agreement to the covenant. Say agreement. agreement. He says the agreement confirmed with my blood. How did he confirm it? With the sign now? The blood. Which he has poured out as a sacrifice for you. Amen. Isn't he a good God? Second Corinthians chapter three, verse four. 
We are confident of all this because of our great trust in God through Christ. How many trust God in here? How many really, really trust God? Do you really trust God? Do you really trust God? You know, when I first got saved in the 80s, we were put in a situation where we had to trust God. And our, our families at the time didn't understand it because we were new. But we understood the terms of the covenant. And at one point in our lives, we were in our 20s. And one point in our life, it was the, it was the electric bill or our tithes. And we chose to give our tithes. And our family said, what are you guys, stupid? What do you guys belong to, an occult or something? Come on, who does that? What are they making you give? No, nobody's making us give anything. We just understood the terms of the covenant. Also, you think God's just going to come through and turn your lights on for you or something? But see, when you understand the terms of the covenant, then I know that he'll never let me down. Amen? And we didn't tell anybody. We just said, we're going to step out in faith. We're in our 20s. We had just got saved. We were excited. And we gave our tithe. And we had like four days before they would come and turn it off. And you know, somebody called us up. And they said, I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm not trying to say you're in need or anything like that. But God told me to bless you guys with $200. Because God comes through. Because I just asked you right now, do you trust God? Then why are we holding out on him? Because he'll come through. Somehow, some way. From that time on, we never have stopped tithing. Whether we have it or don't have it. We know that God comes first. And you know what? We've always been blessed. Amen. This couple right here, always been blessed. Never misses a tithe. Neither one of them. Never misses. And you see how blessed they are. Yes. My daughter Raquel, always too. Single mom, always. Never, ever has missed a tithe. Yes. Never. A lot of you in here, never, ever missed a tithe. And there's a promise of blessing in that. The blessing. Brother Mondo and Darla, there's all of you, there's a lot of you. I can call out your name, the, uh, the, the Hardwicks. The, you know, there, there's a lot of you. But then there's some of you that are just, just, just getting by. That's right. And I'm saying this because if you go back to the terms of the agreement, he'll keep his part. All you got to do is do your part. Even when it looks like it's not going to happen, even when it looks like you can't, even though when your family comes against you and says, you know, oh, you must belong to an occult. Oh, wow, I can't believe they make you give, give your money to that church and all this kind of stuff. Somehow, some way, God comes through. Hasn't he always come through? He always comes through. And he's always on, well, they turned off my life. But he's always on time. I know a couple whose lights went out and, you know what? But the very next day, boom, they got him back on. Amen. Why did God let it go out? Because God wasn't on time. You said God is always on. He's on time. It wasn't on your time. Right. You're only out of lights for half a day. Maybe he wanted you to see that I can come through. Yeah. Amen? See, we don't ever have to figure out how. All we have to do is believe that he will. Amen? We serve a good God. He said, is it not that, is it? 
Is it not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own? Listen to what he's saying. We're not qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualifications come from God. Amen? It's not that we're all it. It's, it's, it's that he's all it in us. Amen? It's not that we're acting all good, but he's good in us. Amen? He qualifies us. He says he has enabled us to be ministers of this new covenant. Now me and you now are ministers of this new promise, this new covenant. We're ministers of that. We're to encourage one another. Amen? We're to encourage one another. Say amen. amen. I don't know what happened to me this morning over there, but it just it overwhelmed me. And, and he came and laid his hands on me. And I, honestly, honestly, to tell you, I felt better. And I don't even know what was going on. I just needed to let it out. I got so much going on in my life right now. I got so much going on in my family right now. I got so much going on in the church right now. Decisions that I've had to make. I needed confirmation. Some decisions that's going to affect all of us. Not just my family, but all of us together as a church. Amen. We're going a whole new direction. We're going, and, and I needed confirmation, and I got confirmation. And then there was, uh, there was a couple of things that I just not, not wasn't sure of. But today I got confirmation. Here I'm talking about confirmation, and it was for me too. Amen. Because we need confirmation. This isn't just about coming to church. This is, about, this is about coming to hear from God. This is about having someone who cares about you lay their hands on you and be there for you. It's about being there for one another. We're in a covenant. We're a family. We need one another. When one hurts, we all hurt. When one is blessed, we all rejoice. Amen. And if we don't get a hold of that covenant, that we are one, that we're in unity with one another and we're going to miss this whole thing about what we're doing. We're not just coming up here and picking, eating some cracker and drinking a cup. We are up here reconfirming, reestablishing a covenant that God made with us. That when you come up here and you take that cup, remember what you're doing. In Corinthians chapter 11, it says that if we do it in an unworthy manner, we will die early. We will be cursed because we, we, we don't. Don't understand the agreement. Don't sign those papers just because that new card looks nice. If you think you can't make the payment, don't do it. Because then you're going to have a repo on your record. And then you're going to have all these things now because of all that. Because you made an agreement that you couldn't keep. And it's the same thing with God. We make agreements sometimes we don't keep. And just because we think everything is okay on the outside, we think everything is all right. But we can't break our covenants with God. We need to hold on to the terms. Amen. And it's not because of what you're going to give me. It's because of who you are. Amen. Notice what he says. He's enabled us to be ministers now of this new covenant. This is a covenant not of written laws. But of the spirit. This, this covenant right here, this sign of the covenant, is not a law. It's by the Spirit. This, this, this new covenant right here, Jesus said, this is the new covenant. This gives us life. It's not about the law. It's not about what was written. It's about the Spirit that gives life now. Amen? I mean, you've heard me say this before. He didn't die so we could be good. We'll never be good. He died that we might have life. Because the Bible says that we were dead. We were dead in our sins. So he died that we could have life again. That we will no longer be dead. Amen? But he gave us life. Say life. 
He says, but the old written covenant ends in death. Notice what he said, the old covenant ends in death. You know why he says that? Because the covenant said this, if a man sins, he's to die. For the wages of sin is, that was the old covenant. Now he has a new covenant for us. There's a new agreement now. And all he asks us now is to obey. And when we miss it, he shows us his love and his favor. And he picks us back up. We walk three steps, we fall, and we fail again. You know what he does? He stretches out his hand again and picks you up. Because that's part of the covenant. That you will always be mine and I will always be your God. And no matter where you go, what you've done, or how many times you fall, I will be there to pick you up. I will be there to love you. That's my covenant with you. That's my agreement. Those are the terms. Amen? He's a good God. And sometimes we go through things that are hurtful. Sometimes we go through things with people that, that, that hurt us on the inside. Amen? We go through things financially that hurt us, and maybe you can't give sometimes. Amen? If that's the situation with some of you, I would say get back into agreement. Get back to trusting God and get back on track. If somebody hurt you, get back on track. Go ask for forgiveness or go forgive them. Get back on track. Don't break the covenant. In every area of your life, whatever it may be, hang on to the terms of the covenant. Hang on to the agreement. Because I know without a shadow of a doubt, if I do my part, God will do his. Because he's a good God. This isn't about religion. This isn't about somebody's church. This is about we've entered into a covenant, not just with God, but now with one another. That's why when the disciples and God were at the table, he says, he says, go ahead and partake. Go ahead. Go ahead and partake. And then all of a sudden he says, but one of you here is going to betray me. So before they partook, he said, if I was you, whatever the enemy has put in your heart, go and do quickly. Amen. He didn't even let Judas partake. He told Judas, if there's something you got to do, there's something the devil put in your heart, then you better go and do it. Amen? Because there's an agreement that happens here. And Judas wasn't in agreement with what was going on. And the Lord knew that there was someone there. And you know the story. The disciples looked at each other and said, is it I? Is it I? Was it me? Who is it? They weren't even sure. Man, somewhere along the line, somebody broke covenant. Somewhere along the line, somebody became the betrayer. Somewhere along the line, God already knew that the enemy had come in. Amen? How many of you know that if Judas would have repented, God would have forgave him? Because that's the kind of God he is. So no matter where we've, what we've done, no matter where we've gone, no matter what has happened in our life, he is a forgiving God. Amen? So right now we're about to partake in some of this. Amen? We're, we're about to come to this place of, of, of this covenant agreement. He says, but the old written covenant ends in death, but under the new covenant, the Spirit gives us life. Amen? Amen? Call them. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Last scripture, Hebrews 9.20. Let's look at that last one real quick. Look what it says. Saying these words, this is the blood. Say the blood. blood. This is the blood. This is the blood. Right here. This is the blood. You know that they criticized Jesus and his disciples because he said that this is the blood. He said, what do you guys belong to in a call? How are you going to be drinking somebody's blood? 
And to this day, we say that this is the blood. This is the blood. This is the blood that seals. Notice what he said. This is the blood that seals. It ratifies this agreement. There's nothing that can break it because the blood has sealed it. He has sealed the deal. I don't care what you do. I don't care how far you have fallen. I don't care what happens in your life. I am a God who will not break a covenant. I'm a God who will love you to the end. No matter what we've done. Please hear me today. No matter how far you've fallen, no matter how many times you've slipped up, no matter how many times that, that, that those words come out of your mouth that you didn't mean, no matter what you've done, he loves you. He forgives you. He loves us. He's a good God. And why do we know that? Because the blood sealed the deal. I don't care what anybody says, what religion, what doctrine, what teaching. You can't change my mind. He is a loving, forgiving God, and he sealed it with the blood. And there's power in the blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. There aren't many different ways to God. There's only one way, and it's through the blood. Amen? He says, in this blood, it seals and it ratifies the agreement, the testament. You know why he uses the word testament? Because there is something still to come. He died to confirm the will in testament. Confirm the will in testament. You know that testament is a will? You know, there's so many things that he has left us in this will. There's so many things that he has left us in this testament that we haven't even touched yet. Amen. He's promised us so many things. And Darlene, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it sounds like, you hang on and don't break covenant. My wife waited for me for over 15 years. They told her, break covenant, divorce the man, get rid of him. He's no good. He's a drug addict. He's a lousy guy. He's a loser. He's everything else. But she remembered the covenant. She remembered the promise that she had made through thick and thin. Amen. Through the good and the bad, whatever it may be. Amen. She held on to it. And what happened? God held his part of the deal. Amen. Say amen. amen. And every outcome is different. There's some that have been abused that you just can't stay in it. There's others. So, so don't take what we had. But this, this is our testimony. And I thank God today that, that, that she held on to that. Amen. amen. Say amen. He says, this seals and ratifies the agreement, the testament, the covenant, which God commanded me. Listen, that's why I'm using this scripture last, because I feel like I wanted to preach on the armor again. But God says, no, I want you to remind them of the covenant. And so I, I read this part and, 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 it, and it hit me. He says, which God commanded me to deliver to you today. This covenant. Amen. Maybe somebody in here needed to hear that no matter how far you've gone. No matter how, how bad it's gotten, no matter how low we have gone, he's there to pick us up. No matter how many times we've blown it, no matter how many things have come out of our mouths that we can't take back, he still forgives you.
he still loves us because he's a good God. Amen? And because he keeps covenant. He'll never, listen, he'll never, ever break his covenant with us. That's why he said it's an everlasting covenant. Can you get that in your spirits today? Amen? Amen? Oh, because he already knows that, we, that we, might make, we might blow it down the line. He already knows we might make another bad decision down the line. He already knows where we're going to be a month from now, a year from now. But he's already given us his forgiveness. He's already getting ready to lift us up. Amen? We hope you've enjoyed this message. We pray that you are encouraged and empowered by the Holy Spirit to continue your walk with Christ. Again, thank you for your continued support to this ministry. We look forward to seeing you in one of our next services, either Fridays at 7 p.m. or Sundays at 11 a.m. Thank you and God bless you.